you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. And, uh, I love Fridays. You know, it's just one of those days. It's just got a good feel about it. Generally, I'm hopping on a plane somewhere and going to a church or uh, coming back from somewhere, going to another church, whatever it is. I just love Fridays. And uh, uh, good morning, Kevin. Good morning. I love Fridays. It's a nice Friday here. Yeah, so Kevin's still out there in Las Vegas. Next time we talk to him, maybe, I don't know, we might sneak another one in there in Las Vegas, but uh, another set. But today we wanted to talk about humility. I was mentioning to Kevin a little while ago that uh, as we come up with these thoughts and ideas and things we should talk about, we're on the other side of narcissism. Where Narcissists did all these crazy things to us, ruined our lives and stuff. We got all that out. Now we're talking about what we need to do. And uh, we started this week, we're talking about making new friends or holding on to those friends that are right with God, that love us more than anything, that look out for us, that care for us. And we talked about how important it is to be in a good local church. And many of you are probably in good local churches and how important it is to remember that you're in a good one and uh, serve them and, and, and uh, work hard with that. And if you don't have a church, you know how to get a hold of us, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We'll help you find one. Then we went on to talk about respecters of persons. And it's easy to do. It's easy to say, boy, old Bill over here, he's rich. You know, he owns this. He owns this thing over here. He owns that over there. And, and God loves everybody exactly the same. We talked about how everybody's the same. God died for everyone. Christ died for every single one. Then we talked about what God expects from us and how we have to be all in. Our attitude is our altitude and how far God will let us go and things of that nature. And now we're at a place, I had mentioned to Kevin, sometimes as we heal, sometimes as we do things, we find ourselves in that place where we get, look at what God's done for me, like we're special. We're not special. Friends, we just, let's take God's mercy, love, and comfort, and just thank him for it. Uh, today, I want to talk about humility, and I, I went to a lot of places, so we know, actually, the day we're recording this is on a Wednesday. It's the fifth day of April. It's actually the, the Jewish Passover, and we know the Passover is a Jewish holiday that commemorates the Israelites' liber, you know, liberation from slavery. It's a pretty big holiday in Jewish faith. Hey, we got out. We we wandered around the wilderness, but we got out, praise God. We didn't know what we were doing <laughs> once we got out, but we got out. And uh, and so this Passover has come, and, and you know, things aren't going well for, for Christ. At this point, he knows. He's, you know, make no mistake about it. God knew exactly what was going to happen to him. And God knows on this particular Passover, his last one, that he's real close to depart from this world. As a matter of fact, it says in John 13, 1 through 7, now before the feast of the Passover, when Christ, when Jesus knew that his hour was to come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended in the devil heaven, uh, now put the heart of in Judas Iscariot, 
uh, Simon's son to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that time has come from God, he went to God. He rises up from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. And after he poureth water into the basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and wipe them with a towel, then come Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, doest thou wash my feet? Jesus answers and saith unto him, what do I thou knowest now, but thou shalt know thereafter. It's talking about a scene where the greatest Savior, the greatest God of all time, the only God ever to be on earth, Kevin, pulls out the basin and the towels. And he yeah. goes over and he washes those dirty old feet of those other disciples. If that's not a scene of humility, of humbleness, of the great God we serve, I don't know if anything else is. Yeah, there's something very very big about what he did there you know he loved them unto the end and that rolls right into this washing of the feet and boy you know he's jesus the biggest guy in the room jesus was the best he was the smartest he was the most righteous he was the most holy yet he's the guy that puts off his you know the the best robes that he that he was wearing and puts on this towel and then goes around and does this wiping so that, you know, so that part of his clothing is being used to wipe the, the, you know, the, the, the filth off as it were. And boy, what a picture Jesus boy, he, 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 his perfect um, robes were set aside and what he wore as a man, he gave up and he, he uh, used his, as it were, his righteousness to clean up our unrighteousness. And that's what we needed. We needed what he had, but it is a perfect picture of humility. And, you know, humility, as, as you were talking, Doug, I was thinking about if uh, in, in your, your whole opener was overcoming narcissism. This is where you go out, where you go forth. And, you know, Jesus, the best, the biggest, the, the, and yet the worst abused of any human being ever. He launched into his suffering humbly and out through his suffering humbly with the father, forgive them. And then out of his suffering humbly, when he went and met his disciples there to see and whatnot and said, peace be unto you and all those kind of things. He, I mean, he just was a humble person. The one that really deserves all the worship and praise and glory. He never demanded it. Rather, he said, he said, uh, let's, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's worship God. And, and, and of course he was God come in the flesh. We understand that, but what an example. So if someone here has been suffering, has been abused, has been attacked, don't, don't do the common thing and quote, rise up. I've set my boundaries now. I'm going to rise up. Don't do this. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who's going to show the world that from now on, I'm going to please number one, don't be the guy who launches out of a, 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 an abusive situation where you had to sit under an abusive boss or an abusive pastor and an abusive wife and say, I tell you what, I'm going to be the guy that's just going to say, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to smoke, you know, joints. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drink. I'm just going to do I'm going to party. No, uh, I remember as a young Christian, Doug, I was, um, uh, one of the last, anyway, I went to a movie, uh, with, I don't know, a friend, it might've been a date. I can't even remember, uh, or I might've watched it on TV. I don't know, but it was, 
it was uh, Greece, Olivia Newton-John in Greece. And I remember thinking as she, as she entered the movie as this well-dressed, young, humble person, and I don't remember the storyline. I could only imagine that eventually she was woken up to, the, to, to realize that she doesn't need to be doormat material. And so at the end of the movie, I was as a young Christian aghast when she came out dressed pretty, you know, I think like a hussy, uh, you know, the proverbial one that was just, just kind of like, look at me now. You know, I'm no longer sheepish and insecure, but you know what? I think there is somewhere in between where we say, yeah, I'm not going to be a narcissist's doormat, but I'm going to be God's servant. So I'm going to hold my head up. Yes, I've got boundaries now, but you know what? I'm going to be humble. I'm going to be like Jesus. The experience that I've had, I want to gird myself with that experience and go forth now and help wash other people of that, you know, of, of the insecurity of the self-loathing of the, of the, of the guilt of the, um, the sin that they might be involved in. I want to go help people. And brother, that's to me is the, the answer to, if you've been hurt, don't go out and launch forward with this. I'm going to get even with the world. I'm going to show them that, that it's all about me. And it's all about self love. No, be like Jesus. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really good point. And, um, I, you know, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the things of this world, which is to one up somebody. It's so easy to find ourselves mm. wanting to be like that movie Grease. I mean, she was a good girl. I think it was Pink Ladies. I don't remember. She was in a club. He was. I watched it like 17 times. We had nothing to do in my little town. But uh, <laughs> uh, I do remember the outfit at the end of the movie, unfortunately. But I, 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 it would be so easy to want to get people back. It would be so easy to one-up people. It would be so easy to take a vendetta and turn it into a lifetime of craziness. And, but God said, no, you know, we're not those folks. We don't live like that. Let's go wash some feet. And, uh, you know, I, I'm blown away, you know, at the end of supper. And if anything was dirty on these disciples, if anything was filthy, it was their feet. They wore sandals a lot. Mm. They only covered their feet when, it, I mean, their feet were filthy and they stunk. And what does God do? He goes to those filthy, stinky feet and he scrubs them clean. Mm. And he says, look at me, I'm a servant. You guys catch this? And I think we're supposed to get out of that. Catch this, folks. We're supposed mm. to be servants. We're supposed to look out for our fellow men, fellow women, take care of them. I'm not sure, but it's just, a, it's just an honor when we get this right. Folks, we'll be right back. Let's let the radio stations do what they got to do. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Well, thanks for hanging in there uh, with us. And uh, I, th I think, you know, I've been trying to think of different stories of humility. And I, I go back to Abraham Lincoln as I get ready to pass this back over to 
uh, our dear brother Kevin, and, and I'm reminded that he had a secretary named Stinson who hated him, called him a chimp, a monkey, made all kinds of allegations about him when he ran for president and stuff. And yet Lincoln appointed him and served him and trusted him. And when, when Lincoln was killed and he went to the funeral, Stinson went up and said, there lies the greatest man who ever lived. But they asked Lincoln one time, they said, this guy called you a monkey, called you all kinds of names. Why did you appoint him as a secretary? Why is he in your inner circle? And Lincoln said, because he's the best person for America. And I think, mm -hmm. Kevin, you know, humility is that. Who's the best yeah. for God? What can we do for God? Mm. Yeah, it takes, a, it takes a great man to be able to look past someone's faults for what they can be. And it takes a greater man to be able to look past someone's uh, personal um, lack of appreciation toward you toward Lincoln, Stanton looking at Lincoln and to say, you know what, this guy's better, like you said, for, for America. Yeah. Lincoln, you could say he had died to self and uh, his experience, I think ought to be, uh, ought to be our experience. You know, so many people, you know, get, uh, abused by someone you know, by a narcissist, like we were talking, like kind of the, the theme of this week, I guess, wrap it up. Narcissism is where this person has humbled you. They have humiliated you. And so the, the common thing is, well, I tell you what, I now have room to prove myself. I, in other words, I'm set free. Finally, I'm not going to be beaten down anymore. What am I going to do with that freedom? So I think wise person says, you know what, like Abe Lincoln, you know, uh, Stanton is still a good guy in this case. And you know what, if you've been abused by someone, Jesus, by the way, was abused by the world and he still reached out and, and saved people and he, uh, wanted them forgiven. So, you know what my narcissist Doug in my life, um, the, the big narcissist that God allowed to come into my life that, that worked to humiliate me, you know, kind of like, um, what people, you know, have done with, with our, our former president, you know, we will humble this person. Uh, in fact, I just read the verse, what we're talking about when we're talking about humiliation or humbling judges, 1924, Listen to the word humble in this context, because there are people in this listening to this broadcast who have, who have been through this. Behold, here's my daughter, a maiden, and his concubine. Them I will bring out now, and humble ye them, and do with them what seemeth good unto you, but unto this man do not so vile a thing. So he was protecting his reputation by let by by humbling or humiliating someone else and brother that's what a narcissist does isn't it someone who um, is willing to destroy another person's reputation and allow someone to to eat humble pie uh, be the fall guy for you be the scapegoat but the person that has been humbled by a narcissist or humiliated we would say by a narcissist you know someone that's just been just just have their nose rubbed in the dirt is to go forth from there and say, you know what? <clears throat> I'm brushing myself off. I'm gray rocking my life as far as boundaries where I'm not going to compromise my relationship with Christ and my self-respect uh, by stooping and casting my pearl before you. But what I am going to do, I'm going to pray for you that God would save you 
And uh, and if he if he's not going to save you, I'm going to pray that God takes you out of the way, not of uh, of me because I'm healing, but but also of the other people. And that is essential to healing is to be able to humble yourself and stay not humiliated, but to climb up like Jesus, like you were saying so well, Doug, to climb up and say, you know what? There are people out there who yeah. whose feet are dirty and narcissists have dirtied a lot of people and I'm going to use my experience to help them. Yeah, that's... That's great, man. And, and just to remember that and what Kevin said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not, but Christ liveth in me and the life, which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith of the son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. And, uh, you know, when we look at that verse in Galatians two twenty, I, when you said that I quickly opened up my Bible and, and turned over here to Galatians two twenty, remembering that as Christians, we're crucified with Christ. We've been through the greatest, uh, you know, dehuman humility or dehumanization mm-hmm. there ever was. Uh, yeah. but nevertheless, I live. You know, I'm crucified with Christ. I bought into it. I'm saved because of Christ's crucifixion. I know I'm going to heaven. I've, uh, you know, everything's worked out. But because all that, I live differently now. He liveth in me. And and my life now in the flesh, I live as the faith of the Son of God. So so I love what you said, Kevin. I wasn't even thinking about that. But we're a completely different human being. As it says over there in Corinthians, we're a new creation, a new creature. And uh, we got to remember that sometimes, that our humility standards don't match the humility standards of the world. Our humility standards ought to go beyond to be a servant, um, to pull out that towel, to get that water basin out, to wash feet. Uh, and, you know, I think we it's inherent, too. I think we have this responsibility. It, it is. It's inherent to us to serve God in a meaningful and servant kind of way. I, I think just laying on the couch isn't good enough. I think just mm. staying at home isn't good enough. Yeah. I think I've been crucified with Christ. And you know what, folks? Say that to yourself every day. I've been crucified with Christ. And when you do that, mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, uh, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil uh, concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And and it's teaching that we must put those things to death, Kevin. We got to get rid of them. I've been crucified with Christ. I'm getting rid of the fornication. I'm getting rid of the uncleanness. Mm -hmm. I'm getting rid of the inordinate affection. I'm getting rid of the uh, evil communication or uh, cup science. I said it right the first time, concupiscence. And and covetousness, which is idolatry. And we certainly we've been talking about this. this is a great way to come to the end of making new friends, the local church, not being respecters of persons, having an attitude that, you know, that equals our altitude or an altitude that equals our attitude, being humble. But we've got to remember sin was crucified with Christ on that cross. So, Kevin, we got to let that go, right? We got to give up that stuff. This evil communication, this, all these things, we got to give them up the fornication, the uncleanness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rise up and walk. You know, rise up. Um, the, the, the whole, the whole idea of, of, of Satan capturing people, it says that he, that he might, uh, it says that there in, um, in Timothy, it says that he, he holds them captive at his will. 
And, um, you know, we got to realize, man, if we're, if we're, if we're just staying in the dregs of sin, man, we are just puppets of Satan. If we're staying in pride and, and, uh, avarice, you know, and, and malice and, um, and sin, you know, looking at stuff we shouldn't look at doing stuff, you know, talking about stuff we shouldn't talk about hanging out with people. Um, it's Friday. So, if the idea is, well, I'm going to go have fun tonight because I've earned it. You know, we've never earned the the right to go spit in Jesus' face, yeah, and and do these evil things. Rather that we've 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 earned the right to rise up and walk in a in newness of life. Praise God! I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Folks, live that life today. Live that life every day. Uh, You've come out of this. Hopefully you've come out of this narcissism. You've got off the couch. You've got out of your room. Live for Christ. Uh, Boy, we sure do love you guys. We hope you have a great day. Have a great weekend. God bless you. We'll talk to you Monday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.